Welcome back to Channel KRT, the podcast where we take a look at the best and worst of obscure media. I'm Kit Quinn, aka Not Your Fucking Zoo News, bro. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that mispronunciation in because that's perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Tyler Green, and what the fuck are we doing with our lives? <laughs> But Tyler, you don't have enough color in your lives. Murky dismal. I don't. You know what? I am the murky dismal of this podcast. <laughs> Excuse me, Tyler. Who is the emo bitch of this podcast again? <laughs> You're murky femsmal. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> AKA Randy Martin. Hi. I'm, I'm Ebony Darkness Dementia Murky Dismal Way. <laughs> And this is a weird fucking way to start Armchair Zoologist Girl Summer. And welcome back to the show, Jen Seggio. <laughs> you guys are glad to be back. Yeah, so We're good so sorry you have to be subject to our insanity. <laughs> oh no, I embrace your insanity wholeheartedly. <laughs> For what it's worth, I welcome this topic more than I do Jimbo Replay with a purpose. <laughs> As do I. This was just as big a part of my childhood, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Yes. I will admit, part of the impetus of me wanting to do this episode way sooner is the fact that you mentioned it on Escape from Vault Disney. Yes, I did. Dave Cobb mentioned working at the San Diego Zoo, and my only exposure to it was through this video growing up. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, hey, maybe we will have Dave Cobb, Dave Cobb on the show someday. Yes. That'd be awesome. He's a very nice dude. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's so great. I've been to the San Diego Zoo once. Like, it was on a trip with the San Diego Zoo, Legoland. We also went to Disneyland, which was my very first time. And I surprisingly remember more about Legoland than I do the San Diego Zoo. And I was like, I wonder if this tape will bring back any memories. Um, yes. <laughs> nah, it'll just repress them even further, I gotta say. <laughs> so, what is everyone's relationship with Rainbow Bright, starting with Jen? I was a little obsessed with Rainbow Bright when I was a kid, because I had this tape and Peril in the Pits, which was an episode of the show, and I watched them a lot, because, you know, I, I love colors, I love coloring, and... Yeah, Rainbow Bright was really my thing. And uh, my mother was a children's rate professor at the Fashion Institute of Technology for 34 years. She just Holy retired. Shit. Holy Yeah, congrats yeah. to her. Holy yeah, hell. it's awesome. And um, every year I would model in uh, her annual fashion show up until I was like 12 years old. And one year, one of her students made this, I called it the Rainbow Bright dress because it was this puffy rainbow color dress, rainbow toe socks, and like this clear raincoat and boots and i just thought it looked like rainbow bright so i loved it oh nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah i actually do have a twink doll and it's pretty cute it's got weird vinyl faces and uh, a little it's got a jimbo mouth because it has a, this weird little squiggle oh god into, but <laughs> oh, it's pretty god. adorable and i just i want to pick up an actual rainbow bright doll just to you know complete collection i could not tell if i found the rainbow bright costume or jimbo more horrifying but i ultimately settled on jimbo because at least rainbow bright has a functioning mouth at least rainbow bright only has one mouth <laughs> that was a huge design flaw on jimbo's end i gotta say oh yeah. i have like a love-hate relationship with like plushes from the 70s and 80s with those like 
weirdly, like, realistic vinyl faces, and the rest of it is a plush, because I actually have um, a showbiz pizza um, Mitzi Mozzarella plush. Yes! Like, uh... It is that type of plush. Like, the face and the mouth is, like, an exact replica of, like, how the robot looked, and then the rest of it is just stuffed cheerleader mouse with crappy hair. Oh, God. <laughs> it's very uncanny, and I love it so much. I just have such a soft spot for cursed merchandise. Like, I remember that I was going through all the old-ass merchandise when I was in my Muppets hyperfixation, where I was finding, like, the most cursed dolls and useless items imaginable i just love when something gets so popular like say those <laughs> like when they were making spongebob tampons just <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking era as soon as you said muppets plushie were you thinking of the, the, the like the fucking little kermit puppets in that yes. one commercial <laughs> oh bias oh bias oh bias we beg for if you don't buy us, we'll bite you in the leg. Oh, hold on. What kind of an attitude is that? The best toy <laughs> commercial of all time. <laughs> God bless. Jim Henson was in the 2000s in the 60s. <laughs> he really was. So Kit and Randy, what is your relationship with Rainbow Bright? Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Uh, none. I have no relation to Rainbow Bright whatsoever. Like, I've occasionally had some things of it for aesthetic purposes, maybe like a card or two, but otherwise I have no history with this franchise, which is weird because I went through a Care Bears phase multiple times throughout my life. Hell, I'm still in one. And I'm also into a lot of the 80s cartoons, but yeah, I just never really got into Rainbow Bright, and I don't know why, because it's a cute aesthetic, honestly. It is. Yeah. Same here, pretty much. I am a baby of the mid-90s. Same. So, Rainbow Bright, aside from, like, seeing it in 80s nostalgia merch, has never been, like, a major part of my life, and I have also never been to San Diego, so I have zero connection (laughs) to either of these. But if I can reach and stretch as hard as possible to find some semblance of connection to this, um, I did just go to the Roger Williams Zoo last week. I did find out that Peter Cullen voices Murky Dismal, so there's that. Ah, okay. Yeah, he sounds unrecognizable. Nothing like, you know, any of the characters we know, not Optimus Prime or Eeyore or anyone. He sounds more like Marshall Ephraim. Yeah, yeah. He sounds to me like Snidely Whiplash and not like Snidely Whiplash in the cartoons, the Alfred Molina Snidely Whiplash from the Dudley Do-Right movie. Now that I fooled those two nosy kids, I can take my sign back. Shane? Yes, Mr. Whiplash. Drinks on the house. Yes, sir. Now, wait a second. Drinks are 50% off. Right. Now, now, wait a second. Double the price of everything. Yes, sir. Man, it's always about Alfred Molina with you. I wonder what that's about. (laughs) (laughs) Deadly, but we do need to talk about that movie, though. We do, yes. <laughs> Is it me, or does Lurky look an awful lot like Beastly from the Care Bears? Like he looked eerily similar to him. Lurky is basically Mr. Potato Head, but with a flaccid dick for a nose. <laughs> <laughs> Did they really name his fucking henchman Lurky? I hate the eighties. <laughs> God, God, and yeah, don't forget the fact that. Rainbow Bright's sidekick is named Twink. Twink. <laughs> Be who you are for your pride. 
feel like if Rainbow Bright came out today, Fox News would bitch nonstop about it. Like, absolutely. God. I think I think in one of the reboots they did of Rainbow Bright, they renamed Twink because someone finally figured out what that's slang for. Oh, I, I wonder if that was intentional. He doesn't have the body type. <laughs> they would insist that Rainbow Bright is just inherently pushing the gay agenda onto kids. Hell, I'm amazed they didn't do it back then with the satanic panic and how Reagan was about gay rights. Like, I gotta be honest, what? if if they were gonna name Twink, like, you know, after a gay male body type, I feel like they would have called him Otter. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more that would have been more subtle in my opinion i think they actually did bring up rainbow bright in that deception of a generation tape that i fucking can't get enough of oh my god oh, god yes. yeah oh, that no. shit. <laughs> and it's interesting that she has a little five-sided star on her cheek i don't know if you can see that on the box but there's a little five-sided star and it's upside down which I'm not going to say it's used in this depiction, but that's a pentagram again. Yes. And uh, there, that's another uh, new age and occultic symbol. So we have to be careful even with uh, Rainbow Bright. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Uh, so I, I starved myself for a couple of days and uh, I started here at the voice of Jesus. None of those things are correlated whatsoever. <laughs> I will say that every tiny bit of merchandise I've seen of Rainbow Bright that I have come across, I've liked more than this tape. Oh, yeah. Valid. <laughs> like, the aesthetic of Rainbow Bright and just, like, you know, like, 80s, like, little kid, girl-oriented, like, cartoons and toys in general, I absolutely can't get enough of that shit. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in all honesty... Even the fucking robot chicken sketch where she kills Murky and Lurky, which is my sole relationship to the show, by the way. Even that is more appealing than watching this because cartoon shenanigans do not translate as well when your fucking characters are in bulky ass live action cult costumes that translate horribly. What they wanted this to be clearly was Disneyland sing-along funds or just one of the Disney sing-along tapes in general. But here's the thing, those tapes actually managed to merge the voices to the costumes and the shenanigans actually pretty well and they managed to do it in a way that actually seems pretty fun and doesn't seem like hell for the actors to do. Here uh they tried god they tried i'm just gonna say it the difference between like filming a special in a zoo versus filming a special in like a theme park i feel like theme parks work better because there's just like constant stuff to look at a zoo is just sleeping animals. You can yeah. really only have fun mm. with a zoo if you're there in person. Because, like, the whole fun of the zoo is that you're seeing animals in real life that you normally would not see on a day-to-day -day basis. So watching a zoo on TV is just nowhere near as fun as actually being at one. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and assume that the reason this takes place at the San Diego Zoo is is probably because the San Diego Zoo was starting to die out and they needed something to help bring the kids back to it. So, hey, why not Rainbow Bright, you know? I think if I'm not mistaken, that's why they also updated it a lot in recent years. And Because I can't imagine, like, in the 80s it had a lot going for it outside of being a regular zoo. Which is weird because the one time I, like, read about it in some magazine... 
they hyped it up as like the greatest zoo that has ever been put on the face of this planet. And I was like, holy shit, I need to go to this fucking zoo right now. <laughs> yeah, Dave Cobb was very complimentary on it. You know, he said it was like on the same level as Disney's Animal Kingdom, which huh. I'll, I'll take his word for it because um, he seems like he knows what he's doing. And also, um, ugh, I, I'm sorry, I messed this up. My, this isn't my only exposure to the San Diego Zoo. When everything was on lockdown 2020 on my birthday, I did like a bunch of virtual tours on the TV. Like I got a bunch of you know, pizza. I mean, my family went to like, we pretended to walk around Disney World and we oh, nice. just kind of went decided to go to the San Diego Zoo virtually. And that was such a wholesome yes. fucking trend when the pandemic started. And now we have people fucking going back to these places, but none of them are wearing their goddamn masks. <sighs> I know. Oof. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, to repeat what I said about zoos are really only fun in person, they really did, like, do good for the virtual tours when everything was closed. So do we want to get into this video? No. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> Might as well. We have no choice at this point. We gotta do it. Oh, boy. Oh, by the way... Just for future reference, they get so many things about animals wrong, so I'm going to start screaming. <laughs> Good, well, as you should. So it starts with a bunch of damn wiener kids going to the San Diego Zoo. And, like, there's this thing. It starts at the beginning, and then it, like, cuts in a few times, and even has a fucking after credit scene. Like, this is part of the MCU or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Zoo News. And I don't know if I'm Mandela affecting myself or if this actually happened. If I'm Mandela affecting myself this soon after seeing it, but was it spelled Z-O-O-N-O-O-S? It, it was. was, yeah. It was. I thought it was, I thought the S was a Z. It was giving me major Zoobly Zoo flashbacks. I was just half expecting Mayor Ben to pop up and say, <laughs> oh Hello, Zooberoos! How are you doing today? And it's like, we are not your fucking zoo news. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about zoo news is I just found this out. Apparently it is a real publication. Huh. What? Yeah, apparently there are actual magazines worth of just several millions of articles from Zoo News, and they're published by the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance, so apparently they do have some clout, but they keep getting their fucking facts wrong. Yeah! <laughs> like the whole thing about the fucking pink flamingos oh having their color because God. they eat pink shrimp. Fake Zoo News! What may tell you why that is bullshit? Flamingos do not get pink because they eat pink shrimp. That is not how melanin works. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, shrimp are only pink when they are cooked. Discounting a few ocean species, but last I checked, flamingos are not in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> That's another thing, too. The fucking narrator who's telling us all these facts... She sounds like she smoked an entire pack of cigarettes right before recording this. She really does. Oh, this baby camel is only two hours old. And already he's walking. Or at least trying to. Dad doesn't look like he's going to be much help, though. Hey, kids, want to hear about how <laughs> Rainbow, Rainbow Bright saved the animals? Well... <laughs> Funny thing you mentioned her. The narrator of this is Lucille Bliss, who's the voice of Smurfette, the original Anastasia from Cinderella, and the teacher, Miss Bitters from Invader Zinn. Huh. Holy shit, okay. So, yeah. That's where that, oh yeah. my god, I'm hearing Mrs. Bitters. She yeah. did sound a little bit familiar to me. I just couldn't place it. Now I wish we got this actually narrated by Miss Bitters. 
I could hear a teeny bit of Anastasia in her voice as well. I'm just like, is this one of the tapes that she uses to torture Cinderella with? <laughs> Side note, I totally tore my voice up doing that fucking smoker's voice. F. Oh, <laughs> Liv. Tyler, you do an amazing Miss Bitters impression. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. So according to Miss Bitters, flamingos are having fucking shrimp cocktails every day. And black jaguars are just kids with one big freckle. I'm going to create my own zoo with shrimp cocktail and blackjack. (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that this special doesn't know how melanin works because they clearly don't know how it works for the jaguar either. Like, jaguars can be all black. Like, that's not murky dismal. They are correct to say that it's like because they have like such massive spots that they're black, but... So here's the thing with the fucking Black Panther... So the two kids, Pete and Tracy, go up to the Jaguar exhibit, but when they go there, it's clearly a bunch of Black Panthers, and one of the kids is like, But I thought you said that Panthers are go with black spots! <laughs> and it turns out that Murky and Lurky misled the kids with this crudely painted sign with one of the letters fucking backwards, and they just fall for it somehow it looks like one of those fucking like winnie the pooh signs it really does oh my god murky lurky's pointless circle of nothing (laughs) can we just talk about murky and lurky's introduction because it opens like how this tape feels like a car crash (laughs) a car crash off screen first of all these are the dumbest fucking kids i've ever seen in anything we've reviewed I was three years old and I, when I knew what a fucking panther was. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. There is a sign for the Jaguar exhibit, so did Murky and Lurky go through all this trouble just to move one of the actual signs? I well, he guess. removes a sign and it's covering up a sign that says, wear black jaguars. So yeah, why yeah. people that think they're regular golden black spotted jaguars. But again, it's like, so you're just not going to teach kids how melanin works. Wow. <laughs> These kids are going to shit themselves when they see a white tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I did admittedly get a chuckle out of how Murky's yelling at Lurky and then Lurky's like, I learned how to drive from you. And then he has like a stroke. <laughs> the grunge buggy is totaled. Also, we ran over at least three pedestrians. <laughs> One one of them's still trapped under the car. I was just waving to the policeman. He he was trying to stop you, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Lurky is a cab, so good for him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lurky's like, oh, I learned to drive from you. And Marky's just like, oh, for like two (laughs) minutes straight. And I'm thinking, like, Lurky needs to be calling an ambulance instead of sitting there. Also, God bless Peter Cullen. Hell, God bless all the voice actors in this. They just don't sound like they give a crap in this at all. I mean, the entire vibe of this is just very half-assed. It really is. It feels like because they really weren't given a direction. Okay, this is what the characters are going to be doing in this scene. So, like I said, the voice acting really doesn't match with the costumes. And I got very messy home video vibes. Yeah. Yeah. You could have shot this in your backyard. 
Absolutely. Like, it's so funny that they treat the animals are going to lose their color as the biggest threat. And the only reason they do give is that with birds, they might lose their color for mating, but they're already in captivity. So it's not going to do crap. They mentioned camouflage, but yeah, who do they have to hide from? There's no predators. They're safe. This would be a problem if he was doing this to like every animal in the wild. But he's only doing this to the animals within the confines of San Diego Zoo, so... His whole plan is just the same game episode from Fairly Odd Parents. That's it. And Dismaland. (laughs) (laughs) Murky is Banksy confirmed. No, literally, because he wants to turn all the animals gray and steal them so he can make his own fucking theme park. Murky Dismal's Gloom World. So he's literally Banksy. So is Gloom World gonna have that one Grim Reaper in the bumper car to stay in alive? Holy shit! <laughs> I'm not going unless it has that. Also, I know we were talking about how Peter Cullen is clearly not giving a shit, but while he's doing that, he's also giving, like, at least 75% because we have the beautiful line delivery of I'm going to turn all the animals gray. Words to live by. <laughs> Just fucking iconic. What about the ones that are already gray? Wait, holy crap, it just hit me. This episode is just the episode of Zoobly Zoo we reviewed, because that all the guys steal all the colors. (laughs) No fucking escape. I never thought I'd say this. I liked Zoobly Zoo more than this tape. (laughs) Oh, no, Kit, no, no. That's just Stockholm Syndrome (laughs) talking right there. Kit, I am literally calling the FBI right now because what you said is a threat. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I basically have a drag me to hell like curse where because I've smited Zoobly Zoo, from now on I'm introduced to tapes that will make me say, I'm sorry, Zoobly Zoo, you actually were okay. Literally, fucking Murky doesn't even have to do all this. Like I said, there are, like, plenty of animals in the world that are already gray. You could just have a zoo filled with, like, elephants, rhinos, the, the, that one, like, go-away bird. <laughs> so, I guess what Murky Lurky is trying to do is make his own sea world. Minus the Olsen twins, thank god. But but there's only one animal they mentioned that has anything to do with the sea. But like, okay, so his plan, like, he only focuses on the part where he takes all the color away. Was he also going to steal the animals or like let them out of their pen and just let them maul people? Did he expect the zoo to like say, oh, these animals don't have any color now. Here, you take them. Like, what is the, the, <laughs> there's a missing step in his plan there. Gloomy World literally could have orcas. They're already black and white. Literally. And dolphins are gray, too. <laughs> so, while all of this is going on, it takes almost ten fucking minutes to introduce Rainbow Bright. In her <laughs> own tape. Like We get this pointless fast motion scene. This Benny Hill search complete with the, the trumpet music. That sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, the fucking low-rent Benny Hill ragtime music. Also, how did those kids have time to mail Rainbow Bright all those letters? I get it's movie logic, but it's like, what the hell were they? The the, the, the one kids know is like so unspecific. He literally just writes, dear Rainbow Bright. 
Help! <laughs> <laughs> What's she supposed to think after seeing that? <laughs> it's literally going to be like Rainbow Bright's chimney is probably filled with all the letters from kids saying, The color's being taken away! Hey, I love like... your implication that Rainbow Bright is Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Or, like, her house just gets filled with them, like, Harry's invitations. Like, I don't know. My chins. Don't hurt my chins. Also, I just need to say it. Why does Rainbow Bright look like a yassified version of the giant (laughs) demon baby animatronic from Baby Geniuses? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! Why'd you, why'd you have to remind me of that? I just thought you looked like a huge deformed baby doll, complete with the weird slow blinking eyes when you move the head a certain way. Oh my god, she... <laughs> she looks like one of the Precious Moments figurines somehow got fucking melted and combined with fucking Cabbage Patch Kids DNA, and this is what we fucking got. <laughs> Or she was a wax figure that got melted and sat on by Patrick. Get off of Patrick! <laughs> what are you worried about? She looks better already. Hey kids, grand- oh, hey kids, you want to go to grandma's house today, but now it's in no! hell? <laughs> so let's talk about the scene with Murky and Lurky on the bus. Holy Why crap. am I not surprised Lurky is the one in the dress? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for him. I wanted to be on that bus so bad just to see how the other tourists were reacting. Just Lurky is what we call an egg. Good for him. So, yeah, that's a good point, by the way, is that a lot of the extras are just so nonchalant about what the fuck's going on. Especially in this scene where Murky and Lurky are just screaming at each other about how they're going to kidnap all the animals where everybody can easily hear them. And as it just so happens, because Kuwinky dink, uh, it turns out that Pete and Tracy are sitting right behind them yeah, and aren't <laughs> listening until they specifically mention kidnapping the animals. They do not notice the two weirdos and the over the top tourists get up with the giant sunglasses. Until they mention their evil kidnapping plot. To be fair, <laughs> the 9-11 hijackers were basically discussing their plots the exact same way. Oh. <laughs> it always comes back, Randy. And Bush still was like, I pretend I don't see it. <laughs> oh. uh, just... I'ma go read to some kids at school. Do 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 do. Thanks a lot, Bush. You knew a month ahead of time and you still went to Florida. <laughs> Murky Lurky caused 9-11. <laughs> I think it's around this point where Murky and Lurky kidnap Rainbow Bright and they lock her in the giant cage. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier with cartoon shenanigans not translating well to live action because... The way that they're doing it in all these bulky costumes is that they carefully and gingerly just push Rainbow Bright into the cage instead of just being quick and and swift about it. Also, if it were animated, you know that they could easily animate her being put into like a dangerous animal's cage. Like, oh God, imagine if they put her in the African wild dogs exhibit or the chimps exhibit. (laughs) Oh, the Harambe exhibit. Oh. (laughs) Joke's on you, Rainbow Bright. I gave these chimpanzees bath salts. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he put her in the rhino cage? 
Rhinos are dangerous. They are. He says the cage is in the rhino enclosure, but when we see it, it's its own separate cage, like where you put a couple of monkeys or something. They probably just cleared out that one small cage for the day. Otherwise, the costume would have been covered in shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or the person inside would have fucking died because rhinos are, like, actually, like, incredibly dangerous. Oh, boy. I got some words to say about this tape's animal safety at times. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard some conflicting things about rhinos, especially from Dave Cobb. Some of his zookeeper friends, for them, they act like big dogs, but other times, they're, I guess, maybe in the wild, they're more dangerous. Or maybe they don't know, you know, the person in the enclosure with them at the time. Maybe they're more rough, but I, I wouldn't know. It's because they don't have predators when they're in captivity, so they're a lot calmer there. Yeah. That is a very important point that I don't want to skip. These animals are fucking adorable. They are. They are. They're all good. I mean, they got it right about, you know, most zoos. The animals are either just kind of like, you know, either strolling around or they're just asleep. Like, all of these animals look like they just don't give a shit about anything that's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Most animals look anyway. Every time they, like, cut to an animal... If it wasn't a bird, like, hopping around or something, it looked like it was, like, half asleep. Most animals <laughs> only see in gray anyway, so would this even really make that much of a difference? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I think the only animals they show having some kind of reaction to something is when Rainbow Bright shows up, and they show a bunch of birds in succession looking up or looking bewildered <laughs> or fluffed, just to try to pretend that there's, you know, something, care about something going on. <laughs> I need to ask, too... How many kids were just completely petrified at seeing these giant horrifying costumes just walk like right past them? I would have. Just I can tolerate giant scary jungle predators, but I draw the line at creepy costumes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of the kids in this special are just, you know, like smile the fear away. Just I would have just <laughs> jumped right into the chimpanzee exhibit and just been like, finish me now. <laughs> well, I can always repress this. Uh, what you said about the birds, though, I'm just imagining, like, some cameraman holding up, like, a millet stick or something over the birds, <laughs> like, okay, look up, birds, come on, he's just the birds <laughs> reaching for it. Also, this is where we get introduced to Twink, and good lord, we are gonna have way too much fun with that name. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker so much. I hate his fucking voice. I hate oh that God. fucking song he does. God, I me too. The voice. The voice. Good Lord. Just, I... Oh no! We need her! The animals are losing their color too! I don't know who got kicked in the nuts and injected with so much helium, but... Good fucking Lord, that voice is insufferable. I need to apologize. To every We Sing character that I roasted (laughs) during that month, you guys are nothing compared to the shit that is Twink's voice. I don't apologize to Bunny Foo Foo, though. Yeah. Yeah, we'll never apologize to that bastard. But, Randy, I will give you this. I will directly apologize to Baby Bob. She I is win. Still a Tyler, shit. I win. No, I win. I win. No, I win. you gave her too much power. I win. She is, she is still an insufferable piece of shit. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but I still win. I would rather watch the Barney Ghost of the Zoo special than have to deal with Twink's bullshit because. Good lord. Which, ironically enough, the movie for that had a character named Twinkin. It all connects. Yeah, why not? Little koala bear from space. I remember that. 
We forgot to talk about the Do What the Animals Do song. I completely forgot about this song, and I'm glad I did up until now. Oh, good (laughs) lord. I did not stop to do the dances and do the mimic the animal motions when I was a kid. I just sat there waiting for you know, the story to continue, whatever little story there was. This song is what I call an anti-earworm, an ear butterfly, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what the opposite of worm is, butterfly, moth, whatever, anti-earworm, where it's not a song that gets stuck in your head forever. It's a song that is so fucking bad that as soon as you listen to it, your brain just wipes it from your memory. It's blurred lines is what it is. Yes. It, it's a song it that like melts out of your head. Yeah. Your brain is just like, fuck this. Good We're not God. doing this. <laughs> you know, I have to be honest with you guys. I skipped the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Tyler, you did the right thing. I don't know why I sat through it. I know we should sit through them for the content, but I just couldn't do it, man. Thank- <laughs> You're not missing much, but I did find some interesting things about the songwriter. Really? Uh, okay. The songs are by Benjamin Goldstein, who wrote several songs for Sesame Street, mainly Holy the live-action oh. inserts. And he also wrote some songs for just Nickelodeon, for Clifford, the Big Red Dog series. And uh, he did oh, some yeah, yeah. Kermit Sings records with oh. uh, the same lyricist, I think, who worked on this, Peter Fish. Ben, with all due respect, what the fuck is this? <laughs> It's not his best work. It's like going to Gordon Ramsay and getting a canned soup. I'm expecting more from you. (laughs) He just needed some extra money. He was going on vacation. I don't know. He needed to pay off a parking ticket. Some school mascot is going to the zoo. Why not here? I mean, yeah, I can do what the animals do. I can brutally and viciously maul you to death and shake you like a rag doll. (laughs) (laughs) I can throw my feces at you. Also, I gotta wonder if any of the zookeepers were just so nervous around what the murky and lurky costume people had to do as they had to go into areas that specifically said do not enter. Like, were they worried about what was going to happen if some safety procedure was violated? It was the 80s. This was before safety was invented. Back then, safety was just a dance by some men wearing hats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had the zookeepers, like, coach the, the people in the suits to, you know, what to do in case of an emergency. Like, True. The, the bare minimum precaution, but I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you said, you said bare minimum. That's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Kill me! They do reference polar bears, so... <laughs> also, I'm not sure if you guys noticed this, but during the scene when Rainbow Bright is being trapped in the cage, her eyes start glowing red. Oh, God. I didn't notice Like, what? Um, you didn't notice that? I didn't either. Did you send us, like, a creepypasta or something? Did you see RainbowBright.exe? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I got a message from my friend. He said, I tried to beat Rainbow Bright. And then at the end, a Rainbow Bright doll just shows up in my room. <laughs> We're getting a Friday Night Funkin' mod of this, aren't we? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so Murky and Lurky begin their plan where they start working the machine. Yeah, the Degauza phone. <laughs> Which comes That's- with its own evil music sting whenever you say its name. The Degauza. 
And also that shitty CGI when the gray cloud happens. <laughs> it's I- not even CGI. It's fucking Mario paint effects. <laughs> what was that thing in the 70s that was like, I don't know, you drew like a logo and Scanimate! Scanimate, that's what it's called. Scanimate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scanimate. That's what it looks like. The degasophone already spews smoke. You couldn't just put smoke, like, outside the enclosure. No, you had to do that and then show these poorly animated clouds, like, popping out and flying over the different animals. <laughs> and the way they're turning the animals gray is that they're literally just turning on the in-camera filter effect that turns the screen gray. Although I did <laughs> notice that at one point Murky said, that tiger will make a great pelt. So I'm like... Okay, I guess that's vaguely threatening. He's gonna poach that tiger, but otherwise, what is the point of any of this? Also, he says that the tiger is yellow. <laughs> it's what? orange. No, oh, that's oh, a- shit. What? No, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> he was literally just doing that to add to the fucking rhyming scheme because <laughs> he literally, in, in a sequence that draws on for way too long. Yep. He keeps shouting out each individual animal as he turns them gray with this bullshit rhyming scheme. I thought he was trying to rap. The <laughs> eighties. <laughs> My name, you know, is C3PO. Rapping about space, the new place to go. You can eat all you want and you won't gain a pound because there isn't any weight here like back on the ground. We travel very fast near the speed of light. You can leave in the morning and get home last night. <laughs> Anyway, check out my SoundCloud. No, Lurky, you can't upload it to Spotify. They take half my money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the first animal that he steals the color from, the elephant, which is already gray. Yeah. (laughs) And they make a stupid joke about that later because Twink's all, Oh, no, we're out of sprinkles. Elephants are already gray. Wait, wait, Kit, Kit. No, Twink's voice is more like this. Hey, guys, we ran out of sprinkles. The elephant's not gray. (laughs) The elephant's still gray. (laughs) Urge to kill rising. It's that, but imagine like you had like a sore throat attached. It's also high pitched, but very raspy. It sounds like me after I had COVID. <laughs> Never oh, again. Pap, pap. There was one specific parrot I noticed who is a chattering lorry. That's the fucking bird from YouTube that goes wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know. J- J- Jacob can add in like the actual sound because like I do a horrible impression of it. But it's that fu- it's, it's that fucking bird that like stares at the camera and goes. <laughs> and I was like half expecting to see this bird like you know turn around. This this bird that happens to be the same species as another bird born like forty years after. I was expecting him to just turn around, look at the camera, and go. Also, the way that they rescue Rainbow Bright is to get an elephant to open the door. And I'm like, how were those... Those kids had somebody supervising them around that elephant, right? Hopefully. The kids just break into the to the elephant cages. I don't know how they can do that, but... They just hop over the fence, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) As far as I know, it's an Asian elephant, at least. Those ones are usually a lot more chill 
than African elephants. I figured it had smaller ears, so. So these kids are somehow able to find a rope big enough to get from the elephant cages all the way to where Rainbow Bright is. And we never see the elephant opening it in the same frame as Rainbow Bright, so... Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Something tells me they gave the rope to the elephant and then it just kind of started, like, playing with it. And they were like, you know what? We can't use any of these. They had to heavily edit it. I mean, when it cuts to the animals turning to gray, they don't even bother to edit it so that there's still color in the background. The whole shot is gray. They just do, like, a gray Premiere Pro filter over it. Like, really I get do. that it's easy to not give a shit, but come on, at least give, like, a percent of a shit. I, I also noticed that, like, after they took the color away from the tiger, it, like, got startled and ran away. Stop fucking with the animals so that you can get a good shot of them being, like, startled or something. Good Didn't God. I get, like, a exactly. pot of pan and bang yeah. it at the tiger? I hope you get mauled. <laughs> that, or maybe they put its lunch in at that time or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, like it looked like the tiger was, like, slightly startled. But although one time, um, when I went to Roger Williams this past weekend, when I was in the giraffe uh, feeding area where it's, like, just, like, little sand-filled room or whatever that they put, like, leaves in and the giraffes can come in and eat. A bird flew past the giraffe and it started running in circles. <laughs> so whether or not it was startled by something completely unrelated or if it was startled by someone clapping at it or something stop fucking with the animals please (laughs) nice yeah Yeah, be nice to the tiger also we forgot to mention the the scene where twink goes missing and we get this long montage again where the kids keep shouting at just random animals have you seen twink And just (laughs) something about that is just going to live rent-free in my head for the longest time. You've never went to a zoo, walked from enclosure to enclosure, yelling at the animals, I'm looking for a twink. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping one of the goats would scream at them, like, you know, the, the screaming goats on YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> if it were if it were the San Francisco Zoo, they'd be able to find a twink in no time. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I can make that joke on by. Um, I was gonna say before we got too far off topic with the scene of them like getting help from the elephant. I'm glad that they managed to settle on the elephant and not have to get like a pig, a guy in a gorilla costume, and all that to try to pull the door open for them. <laughs> yeah, somehow this single elephant has enough strength. To pull the door open. Yeah. Well, I mean, elephants are uh, from uh, like strong. 200 feet away. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if apparently the zookeepers knew that about Murky and Lurky causing all this damage and seeing all the colors go away, couldn't they have just helped Rainbow Bright come out of the cage? Or <laughs> where the hell is zoo security? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you, you have these kids fucking with animals, you have this guy stealing all its colors. You have someone in a rhinoceros cage. Hello? Does does anyone work at the zoo? Like, anyone? Or are the animals <laughs> running the show? I feel like there had to have been, like, some weird safety stuff about the zoos in the 80s, because I know they're a lot better about security now, but it's like, good lord, there would have been something. If only they were better about security in 2016. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Harambe. Rest in peace, the timeline. dedicated to Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> Next oh, out. man. 
So, do we want to talk about how Murky and Lurky basically get crushed to death by a garbage truck? (laughs) (laughs) They're dead. They're just, they're dead. I'm not kidding. That's how this special ends, because after Rainbow Bright defeats them, spoilers, one of the kids is like, hey, I wonder what happened to Murky and Lurky? And it cuts to them hiding out in a dumpster because they got chased by bad video effects. And then all of a sudden, this garbage truck comes out and... Picks the gar- picks the dumpster up that they're both in, and th- they fall into the garbage truck, and you can just hear ow ow oof ow ow, <laughs> and I'm just assuming that the most <laughs> gruesome thing is happening in there. Oops. Well, that or they're getting a ride to the dump with Squidward, who thinks he's in a race car. <laughs> <laughs> you, you decided to give these villains an incredibly gruesome death in a zoo, and you didn't have them get mauled by a jaguar? I guess this was Rebo Bright's series finale, Kill the Bad Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how they did it on Robot Chicken, so. Exactly. <laughs> there yeah. was a sea lion show. The end. Very brief. <laughs> and also, as I was going through the credits... Apparently, this was written by a corporation. Huh. One of the writers oh, of was it just was. credited Tarbia Inc. Sure, and why not? I'm huh. very confused. I looked it up. Apparently, it was some sort of company in New York in the 70s, but no idea what it is or what they did. And it apparently just disappeared. Huh. So, I, I don't know. That's. That's another creepypasta in the making. This, this tape is what took them away. <laughs> they saw this and they were like, we can't keep running this business. Shut it down. Also, I gotta love that the zookeepers are all, thank you, Rainbow Bright and Twink for saving us. And it's like, yeah, you guys did nothing. It's like, you're supposed to be in charge of this zoo. Hey, Rainbow Bright, thanks for doing our fucking jobs for us. <laughs> <laughs> And then P and Tracy say goodbye to them, and they're standing on the bridge, waving awkwardly, saying, bye, goodbye, over and over, just waiting for them to disappear <laughs> for about a minute and a half. It's literally- Again, just like the Zubily Zoo credits. <laughs> Someone please explain to me how The Wizard of Oz, a movie made at the end of the 1930s, has better fairy disappearing effects this fucking thing made in the 80s when they had computers and shit. It looked like the No Way Home ending where everybody goes back to their universes only with the shittiest rainbow CGI. It's, uh... ugh. <laughs> Imagine if No Way Home had the budget of a 12-pack of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say when I'm looking for Norman Osborn. Have you seen Twink? <laughs> Alrighty, so let's go into our ratings. I mean, I think I know the answer, but do we keep the tapes, put in the donation box, or burn the tapes? Jen? I am very conflicted on this one because it was a big part of my childhood. Rainbow Bright still is. And yet I don't often get the urge to revisit this like I do other nostalgic cartoons and things. And when I do, I realize why. That's valid. So it did make me want to visit the San Diego Zoo one day. So it's got that going for it. I guess I'm going to donate the tapes. Oh, that's good. All right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm going to burn the tapes because, good God, just what else is there to say besides (laughs) good God? (laughs) Randy, I think we know your answer, but you have the floor. 
I'm going to take the tape and I'm going to put it in the elephant cage and I'm going to put it right underneath the elephant's foot. No, I'm going to put it right in the path of the elephant and I'm going to hold up like a bucket of like fruits and shit and be like, hey, I got some food for you. Not the <laughs> elephant, just step on it. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get some bath salts, drop it into the chimpanzee's cage, then put the tape in. <laughs> <laughs> i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give it a very tepid put in the donation box i didn't like it at all it was boring and i didn't really get much out of it but i guess it's not harmful so it's whatever i guess and you know the san diego zoo and all the animals are worth keeping at least yeah exactly i mean the only real major like you know gripe i had with it other than the fact that it was boring and that one song was so fucking annoying and (laughs) i hope twink gets torn apart by chimpanzees on bath salts (laughs) was the flamingo misinformation god damn huzzah shrimp are only pink when they are cooked (laughs) also last night we were randomly talking about how murky lurky are just gonna become the tony hawk of these tapes and they're only gonna show up for 10 (laughs) seconds like he did in drake and josh go hollywood (laughs) (laughs) murky dismal's pro skater (laughs) murky lurky show up in the max keeble's big move and get run over by jamie kennedy You know, Murky and Lurky was always my favorite Nick show. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks so much for joining us again, Jen. This was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you for having me on. I love you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, do you have anything you want to plug? I have a blog up on the shelf.wordpress.com. Right now, I'm looking at the entirety of Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater. These go up on the 6th of every month. And sometimes I post other things, too. I also have a YouTube channel, The NFIT. I post some random videos there. And you can also find me on social media, at Jen Seggio. Nice. Huzzah. Thanks. Uh, you can find me on the usual Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord, although these days I'm trying to avoid social media, which I always say, then never follow through. You can find me on various episodes of Emperor's New Podcast, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, and of course, Escape from Vault Disney. And you can find me burning twink at the stake. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Cosmic Rewind. You can find me on uh, YouTube by the same name. Uh, You can find me on uh, the podcast kit mentioned as well. And you can find me finding the apes on bath salts and selling them on OpenSea for one Ethereum each. (laughs) Randy, that that market's going out of business. You're going to lose all your money. (laughs) No, this this one's perfect because you're not just getting a picture of an ape on bath salts. You're getting one sent to your house. All right, and as for me, you can find me on Twitter at the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. As for the podcast, you can find us on channel underscore KRT on Twitter, channel KRT podcast on Instagram, all one word. You can also find our Discord server and our Facebook group and the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, be sure to like and subscribe on our YouTube page, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, anything that helps us get noticed by the algorithm. And if you want to help support us even further, Further, you can also check us out on Patreon, where we have exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience, whether it be a work-in-progress episode or a finished cut. 
Ah, I'm a tiger slightly startled by something. I'm going in my cave. <laughs> Channel KRT, cut to gray. I mean color, I mean static.